Welcome back to Podcast 48 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter, OB Kiev. Follow us at The Icebreakers. Follow us on social media slash The Icebreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Betfred Sports. For 250 bucks worth of free bets, please visit Betfred. Use promo code ODDS23. Terms, conditions, and location apply. If you'd like to support The Icebreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theicebreakers.com. Click on Become a Matter. Pick any for winning cappers. Get their premium plays before line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. If nothing else, please visit the Ozbreakers and become a free picks and Telegram subscriber. NFL preseason is here. And today, I'm going solo because I'm going to talk about all these preseason games coming up for week one. The only ones that I won't have a lean or a side on are a few of the premium plays that we made, but we're still going to give you two free plays in this podcast for NFL preseason football. I went 11-4 and four last season in preseason. I expect to have another good season coming in for 2023. Before I want to get into preseason football, I want to remind everybody that we have a promo code, FOOTBALL23, to get 100 bucks off any package, 50 bucks off a monthly package for any of our handicappers at theoddsbreakers.com for the 2023 season. This is going to expire at the end of the month. Please check us out at theozbreakers.com. You can also have my package, my monthly package, at a super special discount for 75 bucks a month for life. If you're a capper out there and want to get started and monetize with the Ozbreakers, feel free to reach out to us at info at theozbreakers.com, or you can definitely ping us on Twitter. Would absolutely love to hear from you. All right, without further ado, let's get into some NFL 2023 preseason football. We already had a Hall of Fame game pass us by. Man, was that close when it came to the total and the side. Cleveland scores a touchdown with about nine minutes left, taking it over. Then, obviously, the Jets could never get back to score that touchdown. Lots of sharp money was on the Jets on that game. As you can see, it flipped right through the zero. Uh, it started out Cleveland being favored, then Cleveland was the dog, but there you go. Uh, it goes over, and obviously the Jets didn't get their win. That's Robert Sala's first loss, by the way, in preseason. But moving on, we have games starting on Thursday already. The Houston Texans at the New England Patriots. Now, this is Texans minus 1.5, total 38.5. Money line minus 130 for the Texans, and I mentioned the money line because I do not like laying points in the preseason. I I only do it in certain situations where I know that there's a serious competition going on on one side and maybe the other side just uh, seems to pack it in pretty early. But usually I'm betting money lines in this sport because the ones and the twos come out a lot more frequently than they do during the regular season. A lot of times teams don't kick the extra point for the tie. They will go for two for the win or the loss because nobody wants to win Nobody wants to tie in preseason. People just want to say, hey, is this going to be a win or is it going to be a loss? Obviously, no big deal when you're losing preseason because it doesn't count to the regular season. So that's what you're going to see. So this spread is pretty close to right. Now, I will say that Bill Belichick is great in week one normally. He's 15-8 and eight 
in NFL week one. And when it comes to the regular season, good old Bill is 58 and 38, 57%. So he's more of a play on coach. But the problem here is that we know CJ Stroud is starting for the Texans and Davis Mills is going to definitely play, you know, he's going to put on probably a case that he should still be a starter. And if not the starter, he's got to beat Case Keenum just to be the backup. So there's going to be some serious competition should be through this whole game while New England has some stuff to work out on their own. But this is just one of those toss-ups that you just do not know what's going to happen. I can understand the slight favorite to the Texans because of the news with uh, the quarterback starting Stroud. But there you have it. There's no play for me in this. Always lean to the under, and these totals are going to be pretty low. 38.5 is actually slightly higher than some of them. I suppose the slightly higher total due to the quarterback competition, Millie Cunningham, Trace McSorley, and Bailey Zappi on for the New England Patriots, probably pretty set in stone. Still lean to the under. I'm just not going to be making a play on this, so I'll give you a lean on the under. The next game, the Minnesota Vikings versus the Seattle Seahawks, and I put out a premium play on this, but being that the line has moved so far in my favor, we can talk a little bit more about it um, and give you this play. This is uh, minus 192 for the Seahawks. I still like it at minus 192. I think they're going to win this game. The spread's four and a half. The total's 35. I mean, just look at look at Pete Carroll, uh, 26 and 20 in the preseason, 57%. But Pete Carroll on week one is a pretty solid buy-on coach. Uh, Seattle, nine and five week one. He's 11, 11 in week two, eight and four in week three. So weeks two, the old middle weeks, two and three, what they used to be, he's 11 and 11 and and eight and four in the final fourth week or third week since 2021. So yeah, Pete Carroll's a motivated coach, but the Vikings, we don't have enough sample really for uh, the Vikings coach, Kevin O'Connell, just left my mind right there. But O'Connell's 0 and 3. I mean, so it just says that at least last year he didn't, seem to care so much about the W more than just working out some of his players. Now, uh, just because one sample isn't enough to make a judgment on the coach, that doesn't mean you can't make the judgment on the other coach because, uh, sorry, Pete Carroll likes to win and they're at home. So uh, I like this play. And I think, you know, getting up to minus 200 is probably the, the, the latest price I would I would buy on. I would say is a there's a 67% chance they win, but... I am not going to personally take it any higher than that. I gave this out at minus 135 anyway. So this will definitely be my free play. But um, when I say quantifying numbers, let me be a little bit more specific. I don't have information to uh, say what prices should be based upon motivation. It's all speculation. If someone says, I have an exact number for preseason football, they're absolutely full of it because you can't go by metrics at all when it comes to capping this stuff. You know, just by my experience betting since 2003, I bet a lot of preseason football, probably started betting preseason football, not 2003, but definitely in the 2010s and here in the 2020s, I would just say two out of three times, Pete Carroll's trying to win in this game. But that this thing's creeping up, so I wouldn't doubt if it closes past minus 200, so hopefully you can get that quick. Just listen to your heart. That's what I do. This segment was brought to you by AG1. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? 
Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash oddsbreakers or click on our podcast episode description. Next game, moving into Friday now, the Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Packers are road chalk, minus 4.5, minus 192. Total is also 35 for this game. Now, you assume that Kevin Love's going to be playing this game, and there might have been already a, an announcement on that. Another thing about Zach Taylor is he doesn't really like to win preseason games too often. As a matter of fact, he's only 3-7 and seven in the preseason. So they're looking at the Packers here and say, well, hey, you know, maybe there's a lot of reason to get Love some reps and some experience here. I think this has gone a little bit too far. I'm starting to really like or lean towards the home plus four and a half. Now, I do know that just because Zach Taylor's a fade doesn't mean that Packers coach Matt LaFleur isn't a fade because Matt LaFleur is three for seven himself, you know, in preseason football. So, we know that Joe Burrow is not going to play. He's banged up. Trevor Simeon, Jake Browning, and Reed uh, Sinette is going to uh, battle it out. But it's not like Love's going to play the whole game either. So this is getting a little too high here. I'm definitely going to give you a strong lean right now to the uh, fighting Zach Taylors. Let's go to the next game, Pittsburgh versus Tampa. Tampa minus one. Total is 39.5. Well, hey, Kiev, why the heck? You t- what's going on with this spread, man? Why aren't you giving this out as a play? Mike Tomlin, 38 and 24, 61% in the preseason. Mike Tomlin on week one, 10 and 8. Not terrible, but he's a very motivated preseason coach. Well, there's a reason. Tampa Bay is going to be really figuring some stuff out at quarterback. <laughs> and, you know, it's clear that Baker Mayfield's there, but he's look, he's looked bad already in the preseason throwing interceptions. Kyle Trask is sitting there. John Wolford is there. They're going to be battling out possibly deep into this game. I expect more motivation from Tampa here. So this could be one of those that Tomlin, even though he wants to win in his heart, the other ones aren't necessarily buying in. So I have this as pick them personally. So minus one pick them too close, obviously, for any sort of play. But, you know, there's some backup quarterbacks for Pittsburgh that you expect to put a little motivation in. I suppose Mitch Trubisky. Would be one of them. Uh, Mason Rudolph has always been hanging around there too, and then Tanner Morgan. So it just doesn't. I don't really understand why they even keep Mason Rudolph around. He's never been a number one guy, but maybe he's pretty happy with his backup. Maybe he's a team friendly dude. Who knows? Uh, total on this one, I would. Uh, it's thirty nine and a half. It's getting kind of high. So I, I'm, I'm strongly leaning to the under on this. I could see uh, some some running the clock here with Pittsburgh, maybe not so much on the Tampa side, but I could see uh, Pittsburgh trying to just get the heck out of this game at the very end if they're getting beat. Or, you know, Mike Tomlin might just try to control the clock if he's winning because Tomlin does try to win these games. Next game, Giants versus Lions. I do have a premium play on this game. The Giants are minus three. The uh, money line's around minus 148, minus 150, depending upon the book. Uh, you can look this up and look this article up at theoddsbreakers.com. This is quite the simple <laughs> way of doing it because 
I literally bet with the coaching motivation on this game myself. Next game, the Washington Commanders versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland coming off that win against the Jets. Cleveland's minus one and a half and minus 120 on the money line. Total is 38.5. I'll tell you this, Dorian Thompson-Robinson looked really good with the Browns. I bet you he gets a lot of time this game. Uh, Riverboat Ron, you can never know what to expect from this dude, but I always expect more of a defensive focus for him more than an offensive focus. Now, Sam Howell, you have to think, is going to play a little, but so will Jacoby Brissett and Jake Fromm. Now, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett's a very trained, uh, seasoned veteran here, always been mostly a backup, had to start last year a little bit, obviously, for the Browns. But, man, um, uh, he's good in the preseason, so I can understand where this line is right now, just about the two things that I said in, in the motivation. I think that the commanders will be motivated a little bit and uh, sold some of the backups for the Browns. And you got, like, uh, Stefanski so far. He is 3-0 and in week games because of his Hall of Fame win, and I'd still have to call this week one being that I wrapped that in there. So, yeah. I, uh, I I see motivation from both sides. Probably still lean to the under. Next game, the Atlanta Falcons versus the Miami Dolphins. Miami's home dogs are plus two and a half. Total's 36. This is simple to me. Uh, Mike White, I'm not really digging Mike White for the Dolphins. I doubt two is going to play much, and that's why they're dogs. Uh, obviously, Skyler. Thompson's going to have some reps as well. The Falcons will be playing Ritter most likely. He hasn't looked so good yet in the preseason from what I'm hearing, but you know he's got Taylor Heineke in the back there and Logan Woodside. So there's going to be some competition there. That's why I expect him to win. Now, Atlanta is only 2-4 and four in the preseason, but Miami, small sample size, is only 2-1. With Mike McDaniel, no, not a big enough sample size to really look at week ones or anything like that. So we're going to just pass on this game and still lean to the under like I'm going to do on most of these games going forward. Next game, the Denver Broncos versus the Arizona Cardinals. Now we do have numbers on Sean Payton, right? Because Sean Payton's been coaching a long time. He's 29 and 31 in the preseason. And Sean Payton is also... Eight for 10 week one. That doesn't tell you a lot. You know, that's in the kind of coin flippy type situation for his motivation. Now, this line moved all the way up to minus five and a half with the announcement of Russell Wilson playing in preseason game one. How much is he going to play him? I don't know. Sean Payton's an interesting dude. He might want to play him all game. <laughs> Most likely not. But geez, if he plays the whole first half, this could be even a little bit low on this spread. I'm scared of this game but I will lean to the under because I just do not see a lot of power in the backups of the Arizona Cardinals. And I still know that the Denver Broncos thrive themselves on defense. So I'm going to give you a strong lean to the under here. 37.5, man, that does seem kind of high here. I'm definitely leaning towards this under. The issue is how much will Russell Wilson play and how many points is Denver going to score on the poor lowly Cardinals? Strong lean to the under. Let's see if that thing moves a little bit. Next is Saturday, August 12th games. The Colts versus the Bills. The Bills is already down to plus five and a half. The total is 39. I have a premium play on this, but I'm just going to tell you that Sean McDermott 
Very good in the preseason, three and two in week one, six and three middle weeks, and four and two in the final week. While we don't have any info on Shane Steichen in the uh, past because he just came from the Eagles. Now, if he's anything like Nick Sirianni, Sirianni doesn't seem to care for the preseason. So I find it interesting that actually this keeps moving, even though we know Anthony Richardson and some of the Colts will definitely be playing this game a lot more than some of the Bills. But what I will say is that the Bills' backup quarterbacks have experience. Guys like Kyle Allen and Matt Barkley, okay, they will definitely be uh, chucking it around here, most likely trying to win this game themselves. Next game is the Titans versus the Bears. Bears minus three and a half. Total is 37.5. The Bears won all their preseason games last year with Matt Eberflus, but as I said before, way too small of a sample size in three games. Uh, he had the worst season of any football team last year, so maybe he changes his philosophy. I don't know. I know that Vrabel's 6-8, and eight, so Vrabel doesn't seem to care too much, but he has won some games. It's not like he completely throws in the towel here. Another situation where you might get some value on the Titans here. Three and a half seems to be a little bit too big in a preseason game situation here. Total 37 and a half. I'm going to lean to the under, and I'm going to lean to the Titans for sure on this one. And uh, I'm going to think a little bit more about this one going forward as well. Maybe it moves to four, four and a half. You can fire on that one. New York Jets versus the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are minus three and a half. The total is 36.5. Now, Robert Sala was five and zero oh <laughs> in the preseason. Now he's five and one. The sample size isn't great, but after you lose that first game, I can see you definitely want to get back in it. Now, I know the chances of Aaron Rodgers playing is probably pretty low, but at the same time, Bryce Young is going to play on the other side, and that's why you're seeing a, a spread of minus three and a half. I'm not sure if they're going to play Bryce Young that long, maybe for a first quarter, maybe for the whole first half, but it just feels like the Jets, even with their backups, might be able to stay in this game because they've just got a lot of talent and they have some pretty deep talent on defense. So I could see this being a little bit closer. I would lean to the Jets at the plus three and a half. Next game, Jaguars versus Cowboys. Now, Jacksonville's minus two and a half, or they were minus two and a half. It's up to minus four. There was a big release on this. I somewhat disagree with the release because I only like to lay money lines, especially on the road. And number two, why why would Jacksonville really be motivated in this game to injure their guys? It, it doesn't make sense. I know C.J. Beathard and Nathan Rourke are their quarterbacks. I never thought much about Beathard in my life. But Jacksonville, Doug Peterson's 8-12. and 12. That's not good, you know. Mike McCarthy is 30 for 30. So Cooper Rush, Will Greer, you know, those guys are probably going to be wanting to battle it out a little bit here, possibly keeping this game a lot more closer. This, I think, was just a, another example of an overreaction. So I'll be leaning to the Cowboys at the plus four. Now that this thing went all the way through the three, I do not mind taking a plus dog here in preseason football, especially when it gets down to your second and third string. Uh, playing these games 
Next is the Eagles versus the Ravens. Now, this was a simple premium play. We set out at about minus 162 last week. It was a, my largest play, and now it's all the way up to minus 230. Well, I this would be another free play I would give you. It's getting high up there, but he, Harbaugh doesn't lose games. He's won 23 preseason games in a row. You know, that's absolutely sickening. <laughs> it's just a sick way of coaching in my opinion why do you care so much in the preseason John Harbaugh I I don't know what makes him do these crazy things but they do it do you want to lay the spread no they sometimes do not cover the spread I would just want them to win in this situation although I'll say that Nick Sirianni small sample size but one and four in the preseason you know that's not so good you know Sirianni doesn't seem to care about the preseason and he's not getting his championship quarterbacks hurt. The spread's probably a little too big, but the money line's not. I think it's still worth it at the minus 230. So you should definitely lay it with Baltimore and just move on to the next. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. Chargers versus Rams. Rams minus three, total 33.5. Rams have a lot more to figure out than the Chargers do. Probably why you're seeing a minus three and minus 148 on the money line. Very low total of 33.5. So keep that in mind. The reason the total is 33 and a half tells you the whole thing. Neither coach cares about preseason football that much. Sean McVay is seven for 11 in preseason football. Okay. Brandon Staley, one for five, 17%. I wish I could fade both coaches, but you can't, you know. I don't know why the Rams are minus three. I guess it's considered a home game for them, even though it's in the same stadium. (laughs) Um, I suppose the Rams, like I said, have more to figure out, so there's going to be a little bit more motivation fighting for some of those starting positions, and that's why you see the number at the minus three. It's probably a good number. I'm going to stay away from this one, but both coaches can care less about preseason from their current records. Sunday, August 13th, you got the Chiefs at the Saints, and the Saints are minus three, total 37.5. Well, we know about the Chiefs. They're not going to injure their guys right now. The Super Bowl champs are just kind of coming in, coming in to figure out Andy Reid is not a buy-in coach when it comes to preseason football. Andy Reid is 43 for 46 at 48%. Really nothing to tell you right there. Uh, 11 and 14 week one. Now when it comes to the Saints, not enough information on Dennis Allen yet. Uh, one and three in week one, though. He's actually coached in the past, so there's a little bit more numbers on him himself. But he's a fade coach himself, five for ten, yet they're, they, he's favored. Well, he's favored because the Saints just got a brand-new quarterback in Carr. They have a very good drafted quarterback in Jake Hayner, so they're going to be figuring out some stuff. Over there in New Orleans, for sure. And uh, Jameis Winston is still there. We can't forget about him and Taysom Hill. So they're going to be their weird little team trying to get in and uh, <laughs> figure out who's going to actually stick at quarterback uh, at backup quarterback. I think Jake Kaner is going to be there, and Taysom Hill is just going to remain the gadget guy. I'm pretty sure it's the end of Jameis Winston as we have seen it. Finally, the Niners at the Raiders. Niners minus four. Total is 36. So the uh, Kyle Shanahan, 10-8 in the preseason. Pretty good. He was 2-1 last year. 
Uh, Kyle Shanahan, week one is four and one, though. He seems to like to win on week one. Now when we move to the other side, Josh McDaniels is two and two in week one. And Josh McDaniels is six for six in the preseason. He doesn't seem to care to win as much. Although I will say this is still a little bit too high. San Fran went through some serious injury woes in the past, especially in their quarterbacks last year. What are they going to do this year? Highly doubt you're going to see Brock Purdy. You know, he's still rehabbing that elbow, but he's supposed to be, from what I'm hearing, ready in the beginning of the regular season here. So that's interesting. Sam Darnold's second. Trey Lance is third still. I don't know if they're holding out much hope for him. And Brandon Allen is fourth. So you can expect to see some competition there. But on the Las Vegas Raiders side of it, Brian Hoyer, he knows how to play football. He's going to be fighting with Aiden O'Connell and Chase Garbers. So you're going to see some some motivation on the Raiders side. The problem that I have is I think this Raiders team is bad. <laughs> you know, I, I think that San Francisco's depth is certainly a lot better than them. So I'm sorry. I am just uh, not buying the Raiders. Is this spread probably a little too high? Yeah. I wouldn't make many spreads past three in preseason. This probably should be a three-point spread, three and a half or something. I mean, four, <laughs> it's kind of getting up there. The Niners, if they really want to win week one in preseason, they have the opportunity to do it by less than four points. So this is a little bit too high of a spread. I'm going to lean to the Raiders as well. No lean on the total at 36. Well, there you have it. There's your preseason week one games, my friends. Just a quick recap. Obviously, betting the Ravens, minus 230. You can make that a two-star bet. And then we're going to go with the Seattle Seahawks at the minus 192 for 1.5 stars. You know what? I also decided I'm going to take that under for 1.5 stars as well. Denver versus the Arizona Cardinals under 37.5. Jonathan Gannon is a defensive-focused guy. There won't be no Kyler Murray. You'll see some Clayton Toon, David Blau, and Colt McCoy most likely. I just think the chances of scoring are less than people think. And yeah, Russell Wilson to get some points in the beginning, but I'm liking this under, and maybe a second half under wouldn't be a bad look either going into this game under 37.5 for uh, 1.5 stars. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you to the loyal listeners out there. If you have any questions, tweet us at the Osbreakers, email us at info at theosbreakers.com. Have a great rest of your week. And go get some winners.